This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Mutar Kent was named CEO of the Coca-Cola Company in July, just before the global economy went from bad to much worse. But he says a turbulent economy also brings tailwinds, which he aims to harness. A case in point, the company's recent $2.3 billion acquisition of China's most successful producer of fruit and vegetable juices. Kent recently spoke to Knowledge at Wharton about Coca-Cola's global challenges. Well, thank you for joining us today, Mr. Kent. I'd like to talk a little bit about your career. Uh, You've been at Coke for a long time. Uh, You left for a bit to um, begin an independent uh, or Coke bottling um, operation in Turkey, I believe. Tell me a little bit about how you uh, came to join, join Coke. Well, I joined Coke. Um, first, thanks very much uh, for this opportunity. It's it's great to be here, um, and uh, I look forward to talking to your uh, to to your MBA students later today. Um, I joined Coke about thirty years ago uh, when I came out of London University and uh, came over to the States uh, to look f- uh, uh, for uh, a career, um, and and I got hired by Coke. Um, um, uh, in Atlanta, I came to New York actually because I had some family living in New York at the time, and and I was looking around and I saw an ad in the paper. Uh, flew to Atlanta and and uh, interviewed and and started with Coke in the marketing area 30 years ago, and then left two years after I started uh, for the international business. Got appointed overseas um, uh, by Coca-Cola, uh, which was called Coca-Cola International at that time, and. Uh, didn't really return back until three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so spent all my career in international markets in, in various parts of Europe uh, as well as Asia. Mm-hmm. So you ended up in the, in the United States in, uh, with uh, one of the most well-known American, American brands worldwide. Um, and uh, it's also surprising to hear that you were able to uh, launch a, such a successful career from answering a classified ad. People would be surprised to hear that. It is that is what it is. Um, it was it was a nice looking ad, <laughs> it, 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 and that's why um, not all ads look the same. Mm-hmm. Ads uh, for uh, uh, looking for um, uh, capable capability and, and and human resource capability uh, uh, by marketing companies look better than other companies. Mm-hmm. Well. Tell me about the. You obviously bring a lot of international um, uh, perspective to your to your job, which is, of course is very important at Coke. Um, what are some specific ways that it's that it's benefited you over the years? Well, it, it's it's really, uh, and I think it's not just unique to me in Coca Cola. In Atlanta, we have fifty nationalities. We are, we we produce uh, in more than two hundred countries in the world. There's no other business system in the world that does that. Uh, we're we're uh, an international company, the most international of all companies, uh, hap- which happen to be headquartered in Atlanta. That's mm-hmm. the way I, I look at it. And um, but but uh, it's it's really understanding, having an understanding of diverse cultures. That's how, how that's the kind of people that we look for in Coca Cola to succeed in in our business. Um, people that have. Uh, that can cultivate diverse cultures, can be comfortable amongst diverse cultures, and that can really understand and propel um, the business agenda forward in diverse cultures. And uh, the world is is a pretty interesting paradox because um, as globalization grows in the world, 
localization becomes even more important. And that's something that we have found um, uh, in our business in the last 10 years. The importance of, of, of understanding local consumers and, and be ahead of the curve uh, and ensure that you can adapt your brand metrics to the desires of local consumers is the key to success. I see. And therefore, um, we have, as I said, more than 50 nationalities in uh, working in Atlanta in our headquarters. It's more like the United Nations. And that's why on our senior leadership team of, of, of 10 in the Coca-Cola company, we have, again, numerous nationalities. We have uh, uh, people from Lebanon, from Colombia, from Mexico, uh, from uh, Turkey, from the United States, obviously, and so on. So we, uh, from France. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we, we've got a real diverse uh, 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 team uh, that, that excels and is successful in a diverse world. Okay. As you know, uh, we're going through quite a financial uh, bit of financial turmoil um, as we speak here to today. To say the least. To say the least, exactly. And uh, it's, uh, it's tumultuous uh, all over the world in every market that you're in. Um, and I wonder, as you're operating in, that, in this kind of environment, what's the, the first thing you think about every day in terms of uh, where, you're, where you want to point this company? Well, the thing that I think about every day is that um, I don't only think of headwinds. I think of tailwinds. This is not only about headwinds. This is mm-hmm. about how you can become a better company, a better organization, a more productive system as you exit the tunnel. And that's what I think about every day. Uh, what are the opportunities that are inf- that 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 come our way every day? Identifying those opportunities as a result of this pretty incredible tsunami, mm-hmm. uh, pretty incredible tsunami world over, um, and it, with it, it brings world over a lot of opportunities also. Mm-hmm. And I think I think of those opportunities both for the short term, i.e. daily, both for the medium term uh, and, and the long term. And how I can, our system, system being the Coca-Cola company and its bottling partners uh, can really um, use that, uh, the, the, this, this to their benefit. Is there an example of, a, of a, um, an opportunity that you've been able to take advantage of in this environment that you could, you could share with us? Well, I mean, I think firstly, um, obviously, it, 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 this may not be applicable to all all, all businesses, but mm-hmm. the Coca-Cola company is unique in that it gener- the Coca-Cola system again with its bottlers is unique in that it generates a lot of cash every single day. The the sun um, rises and the sun sets, and that day the Coca-Cola business generates fifty million dollars of cash. Uh, and it's not IOUs or checks, it's cash, because we visit 20 million customers every week. And we collect from those 20. We drop orders of Coca-Cola and uh, other, uh, any of the, our other 300 brands around the world, in addition to Coca-Cola, leading brands of non-alcoholic beverages, and we collect cash. And therefore, we are a business that has cash, and therefore, in, these, in, the, in, the, in this current environment, that uh, leads to many opportunities, See. both uh, 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 possibly acquiring uh, uh, complementary brands, businesses, systems, 
Uh, and also, uh, I think the other piece is the culture. The culture to be, to completely eliminate waste. I think this, this, this current environment uh, is, is a unique uh, advantage. Waste in terms of wasted effort or wasted material, wasted... Wasted every single resource, okay. whatever you can think of, to make sure you can point your resources to where you can get the best impact and to make sure you avoid duplication and you avo avoid waste. Okay. One opportunity that you seem to have uh, uh, not passed on is this uh, uh, $2.5 billion deal to acquire um, uh, the uh, China Huinan Juice uh, Company. Um, and analysts seem to be very pleased about that. Uh, they've said that uh, this was a great example of Coke taking the right move toward uh, non-carbonated beverages. Uh, tell us about how that, that deal came to be. Well, first, they, um, about three years ago, three, four years ago, uh, both my predecessor, Neville Isdale, and I, working together, we decided that we, we really point, changed the direction of the company to the extent that from we really became moved from being only really a, a leading sparkling beverage company to a non-alcoholic beverage company. So, and that's why uh, we have, um, we are the leading juice company in the world today. We sell more juice than any other business in the world. We're leading, we have leading positions in, in energy drinks, in sports drinks like Powerade across the world. We're the number one uh, sports drink internationally. Uh, we have uh, leading positions in ready-to-drink teas, in ready-to-drink coffees and water, etc. So we have really, um, uh, 10 years ago, a decade ago, one out of 10 drinks we sold was still beverages, nine were sparkling. Today, both sparkling and still beverages in our business are growing, and we're selling now seven sparkling and three still. So uh, almost a third of what we sell now are still beverages, just beverages like juices, juice-containing beverages, sports drinks, etc. cetera. Uh, in, that, uh, in that quest to uh, assert leadership around the world and ensure leadership around the world in, in still beverages also, uh, I think the Huyan juice, juice acquisition is, 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 is a, uh, will fulfill a great footprint for us in, in, in the world's largest uh, country by far. Um, I always say that China is another Coca-Cola company. And I truly believe that. Uh, I believe that uh, one day we will sell only in China as much as we sell today across the whole world. Mm -hmm. uh, and, I, I, and I think that uh, today we have 38 factories operating in China. Four are under construction. That'll take us to 42. This acquisition will bring an additional 31 factories into our system. Uh, and, and so that you can imagine the footprint of Huyan across China is, is huge. And uh, we will be able to put uh, through that acquisition also uh, many of our existing other brands that, mm -hmm. and, and use that production footprint uh, to really um, uh, increase our coverage of, of, uh, of our 6 million coverage uh, with our 6 million uh, Chinese uh, customers that serve almost 1.3 billion Chinese consumers. Okay. Now the uh, economy uh, was, was booming there not too long ago and I think they're certainly slowing down. Uh, is that going to have uh, much of an impact on the uh, uh, payback time for this, this particular uh, deal? I don't believe so. 
uh, slowing down in China means going down from 11 to 7% growth at the wor in the worst case. I'll take 7% growth uh, anywhere around the world. Okay. Uh, did you anticipate that you're going to be, uh, that we'll continue to see a shift in the balance between your, your sparkling beverages and your, and your uh, flat ones? Well, you know, I think, um, well, uh, we, we call it, uh, yeah, sparkling and still, still oh, yes. Uh, but um, I think, uh, you know, I want to be absolutely sure that I, I stress uh, the importance that we are growing both sparkling beverages, which we uh, were not doing four years ago across the world, uh, new innovations like Coca-Cola Zero is, is, is really helping us in that area. Uh, and we're growing still beverages faster because we have a so smaller base than sparkling beverages. So I believe that um, uh, the ratio over time is going to move in the favor of still beverages. But I believe that the total will be much bigger than what we have today. Both uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. What about... Do you, you, obviously, you see a growth in, in, in the, in the uh, carbonated drinks. Um, is it uh, going to be growing faster than, than the common, than the conventional wisdom is, do you think? Well, I don't know what, what you refer to as being the conventional wisdom, but I, I think uh, here is the, I think across the world, uh, we're growing our um, um, sparkling beverages at, at single digits, and we're growing our still beverages at double digits. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the trend that we will see continuing. Mm -hmm. Of course, vo volumetrically. Yes. And then uh, uh, from, a, from, a, from a revenue side, uh, it's, it's, it's again a different picture, mm -hmm. a slightly different picture, but pretty similar to the volume. Well, things are tough all over on Wall Street right now, but do you anticipate that, that uh, the market's going to recognize uh, the kind of faith that you have on, um, on, on the carbonated side? Well, I think um, we don't manage our business uh, 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 related to our share price. We manage our business to make sure that we take the right decisions, both for the short term and the long term sustainability of the business and the sustainable growth of the business. Mm -hmm. And we believe that ultimately that will reflect positively on the markets. Uh, I think today there's much more than just uh, logic that drives uh, the, the where the markets are. Uh, we have... Uh, put out our long-term, we have uh, uh, shared with the markets a long-term growth model for the Coca-Cola business, which is 3 to 4% volume growth globally, 6% uh, to 8% operating income growth, and high single digits EPS growth. And we have in the last eight quarters, uh, uh, consecutive eight quarters, we have exceeded those targets, and uh, including the last third quarter uh, which we announced uh, a, couple, a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And I think um, going forward, obviously, we're entering a much more tumultuous period, but we have confidence that we have the strategy, the vision, the strategy, uh, and the execution capability in place in our business across the world with 800,000 strong Coca-Cola system employees uh, uh, that, that we will continue um, uh, to be able to meet our growth, uh, long-term growth model. And w with so many employees and, and with them located in so many different parts of the world and under so many different cultures, how do you express to them this, your sense that within an, an, a market like this that there are headwinds but there are also tailwinds? By going and talking to them all the time, uh, by communicating. I think uh, one, there's two things that uh, a, a CEO can, uh, can, can really never delegate. One is communicating in simple, concise terms and recommunicating all the time the vision of the company 
And secondly, and inside that vision, of course, uh, ensuring that you identify opportunities all the time. And then second one is, is ensuring that uh, you take um, responsibility for generating capability inside the company. Do you have any sense of, um, and, and, and as you do your planning, of how long you think that this, uh, these headwinds were going to persist? Well, I mean, that's a very difficult question right now. Uh, all, all I can say is the following. No matter what happens in the very short term, there are trends that will happen over the next decade. What are those trends that we feel uh, uh, put us into a confident mode about the opportunities in our business? Number one, there's going to be about a billion people more than today that become middle class in the next decade. By the end of the, the by 2020, the world will have a billion more middle class consumers, a billion more. The second important thing is, and most of those will be in, in the in the BRIC countries like uh, Brazil and Russia and India and China and, and others like Mexico and, and, and Turkey and Ukraine and Egypt and so forth. Uh, but some also even in markets like the United States. Uh, but the other important thing is that there'll be a billion also new people living in urban areas that, are, that were not living in urban areas. So tremendous urbanization, tremendous new wealth. Consumers that come into the urban lifestyle with more money will require and demand more ready-to-drink beverages. And we are the best-positioned business in the world that serves 20 million customers with 500,000 vehicles, more trucks than UPS and DHL and FedEx put together uh, serving those customers that serve our consumers and we believe that currently, you know, we serve one and a half billion servings of our drinks daily to the world, one and a half billion servings and we, uh, every day. And we believe that uh, we have great potential to increase that. Okay. And, and how do you communicate to your, your customers at a time when they're really worried about We communicate about the to them by, uh, by saying that uh, you have to have the strongest consumer brands uh, uh, and, 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 and market those to your consumers and we are here to help you market those more effectively mm -hmm. and we will play in this in this era where your revenues as customers may be un, be challenged let us play a, a more significant role in helping you grow your business or helping you stabilize your business uh, to our all our customers the smallest mom and pop shop or, or a small restaurant or a university canteen like the ones you have here or um, to large, uh, huge uh, hypermarkets. Now, I'm glad you mentioned that university canteen, and I hope I have time to address this question. But on our way over here, you stopped at the university canteen and noticed that Brand X was in the, uh, was in the refrigerator box. Um, uh, what, how are you going to follow up on that? What will happen next? Well, I won't. Uh, I, I will follow up. Uh, that's all I want to say to you, because, uh, you know, that's... that's I travel, um, I spend about um, roughly uh, between uh, 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 1,400 and 1,450 hours in the air every year. I travel at least twice a year to our top 22 markets. Uh, most of the meetings that I have with my people, 
with the executives of the Coca-Cola company. I have them not in our offices. I have them in the, mar- in the market. At, when we visit customers, mm-hmm. we go as a group and we talk about our business strategy. And uh, the market never lies. And therefore, I stay connected every week. I go and visit the market at least in one location. So if I'm in the market 52 weeks a year. Um, and I always learn. So today, as I was coming, I as I as uh, I dive, diver, diverted and went to see the canteen, and then on the way here, I also saw one of your students with a bottle of coke in her hand. So I know that there's opportunity. The machines are right around the corner. <laughs> well, I really thank you for joining us today and taking the time, uh, and uh, good luck tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.